Hi everyone, Elazar Bloom here, and this is Relationships Revisited. Welcome back. Glad to be with you all. We are looking at a parenting episode today, and we're starting with the Torah portion, Parshat Ve'ed Hanan. And in the Torah portion, there is a review of the Aser Hadibrot, the Ten Commandments that is initially mentioned in Parshat Yitro in the book of Shemot. But here is a review, and the Aser Hadibrot are, are generally translated, like I said, as the Ten Commandments, but that is not a very accurate description. They are really more like Ten Principles. And in fact, there are 613 commandments. So it's interesting to note that there is this um, focus to try and shave the things down to um, simpler instructions, simpler principles, more basic principles. And the sages continue this process where they actually try to winnow it down to three principles. And there is one chacham, one sage that wants the entire Torah to be embodied in one principle. And this is expressed differently in several different places. But there is seemingly a benefit. It's important to try and simplify things, to minimalize things as much as possible. The 10 principles, or the 10, three, one, what are the parenting benefits of keeping things as simple as possible with our children? Mentioned before in this podcast is that a parent, a caregiver, has two primary responsibilities for a child in order to give that child a safe, safe, a sense of safety and security in this world, what is known as secure attachment. A parent wants to be, for a child, a secure base. That secure base is the place of security where we encourage the child to go out into the world to risk, to adventure, to do his, his best, to explore and impact the world. And we serve as a secure base, believing in him that he can do that. The other hat is being a safe haven, providing a safe haven, a safe place where the child can return home when being out in the world becomes just too much overwhelming. And he needs a space to be held and to be and to recalibrate. Having too many rules, micromanaging children, or having no rules fails to accomplish secure attachment. Having minimalistic principles, a few principles that are very clear, actually helps a child adapt and apply. It actually achieves both being a safe, safe haven and a secure base. And, and here's how. Imagine you have a, a soccer, soccer court up on the top of a building. Limited space, so they make a soccer court up on the top of the building. It's a wonderful space. However, it needs something essential in order to allow the game to function. It needs fences around that, that court. Those fences are the principles. If we want our children to be able to engage deeply in the world, to really give it their all in play and exploration, they need to have fences. They need to have boundaries and a compass which kind of directs them out there in that world. They need to be anchored and tethered. Otherwise, it's too much. It's too overwhelming. But the fact that they are minimalistic, 
that they are simple, that gives him the freedom to apply those principles as he sees fit along the way. He makes the decisions that are hopefully aligned with those principles or not, and then has to recalibrate. It's giving that space and encouraging him that you can go out there and live independently and determine how to guide your life. We've given you the secure base of what it means to be a good person in this world, the the values, the principles that we live by. And as he's out there, and perhaps there's a misapplication of the principles, perhaps he's unsure, they can always come home and check in. He can always come home to that safe haven and recalibrate. So let's take an example. Let's say you have a 10-year-old kid named David, and his family has delineated three major principles that their family lives by, both inside and out of the house. Number one, they say, as a family, we're going to respect each other's space, property, feelings, and time. We do that out here here in the house. We do that out there in the world. Number two, we support each other the best as we can. And number three, honesty and sincerity should always be striven for. These are this is an example. This is not a requirement. Each family obviously will come up with values that fit for it. More to be said about that later. But anyway, back to David. David, 10 years old forgets to study for his science test. And he shows up in class and he's panicking. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't want to fail. And as he's taking the test, he realizes that he has a chance to copy that really smart girl that sits next to him, has a chance to copy her answers. Here's his first chance to apply the family values, that third value of honesty and sincerity. Well, David buckles under the pressure and he chooses to copy her answers. He returns home that evening, and his mom asks him innocently how his day was. Now he has another chance to apply his family's values. Honesty and sincerity. And there's also the value of relying upon each other for support. And that second value of relying upon each other for support allows him to talk to mom about it, to tell him all about the forgetting, the panic, the decision decision to cheat. And she now has a choice to stay true to her values, the family's values, with her decision, which is to be supportive of him. Not to judge him, not to criticize him, but to value and listen to him and to understand the experience that he went through. That's her chance. And she does. Let's hope she does. Let's say she does. Then they discuss how to deal with the situation. So here's a small example, but I hope you can see here that you have general principles that that guide, but they leave space. And in that space, there is room for the application and therefore the owning and the develop the developing a sense of who I truly am, who I truly want to be. So here's what I suggest. Practically speaking, how can you do this as a family? Number one, three steps. Number one, you want to clearly articulate the family's values. What three things, let's just say take three, what three things are we really about when you get it get down to the core? 
Now, for young children, this is likely to come more from the parents. As children that are older, it can be more collaborative. But even then, the parents really need to lead this. They are the CEO, so to speak. And when it's clear and it's 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 been it's been itemized one, two, and three, make a sign. Hang them up. You can do that as a family. You can also go on Etsy. There are artists that create signs. You can put it in the kitchen in a central location, always to be returned to, always to be to be referred back to. That's number one. So getting really clear and making it central, um, posting them. Number two, commenting and highlighting when the values are put into action. This is so crucial. When you see it, when you see a, let's say, take the, the values we spoke about earlier, that a child is honest, when it was, especially when it was hard for him, or someone supported somebody, said a nice word, said something, to comment on that and just like say, it really, it really feels good when we support each other. It, it, it's amazing. And to, to bring it out, okay? Um, and finally, hold everyone equally and consistently accountable to the values, to the values that the family has established. And this is especially, especially parents. Parents will lead by example here by holding themselves accountable. And that includes when they fail to um, to live up to you know these what they they try they strive to live up to. A bit of a bonus here, you can also arrange a monthly meeting as a family to get together and discuss, you know, how we've been doing as a family. Maybe there are places that there was someone um, feels like something happened that was not aligned with the family values and it has not been addressed yet. To address it there, it really unifies everybody having these principles to constantly refer to and it creates safety and security. So this is a suggestion coming from the concept of the 10 principles, the 10 principles that guide us as Jews. Now there's many more individual rules and laws, obviously, but the bottom line is, is that we want to be able to internalize these principles so that when something comes up in life, we have this directive, this guiding light, and we're able to then effectively live in this world with strength and with res with resilience. Hope this is helpful. Thanks again for joining me here. Relationships Revisited in the Space Between.